Hey, it's Heidi Rain. Welcome back to another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough. And I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're going to focus on the codependency side of things. And we're going to focus on this trait that many of us have when we are recovering from codependency, grew up in addiction, dysfunction, abuse, chaos, what have you. And that is this hypersensitivity to criticism. Now, if this isn't something that we overcome in our lives, it's going to prevent us from putting ourselves out there from doing a lot of the things that are in our hearts to do because we fear, oh my God, what's going to happen if these people start judging me or criticizing me? Many of us end up not taking any risks at all. We only do things we know we're going to be good at. And it's for good reason. You know, you develop this trait, this hypersensitivity, because when you grew up in that dysfunction, it was a way to protect yourself. Perfectionism is a way to protect ourselves, but it also creates paralysis where we only do the things we know we're going to be super good at, we're going to be able to shine, and we stay away from the things that are scary to us that could invite others' opinions. And, you know, some of you, some of us act like we don't care what other people think, but we all do care what, what people think when we're in recovery from codependency until we get through it and really uh, do the work necessary to learn how to care less or what to care about or how to care, what's constructive caring and what's caring that hurts you at the end of the day. That's this process of recovery. So in order to do that, we've got to put ourselves out there. We've got to do the things that we have always wanted to do. So I'm going to share with you something that happened to me recently where I put myself out there and it wasn't great. Okay. It wasn't a great result. Uh, but what a great learning opportunity. So I was like, you know what? Let me come back and share with you and, and use this as a teaching opportunity because, man, I know I learned something about myself in this moment. And I certainly know that if you stick with me, it's going to help you shine the light on your life and say, okay, I think I can apply that to many areas myself as well. So by the way, if you're new here, I just want to take a minute and welcome you. Welcome home. I'm so glad that you found me. This is a big place. This is the only place, this and my podcast, YouTube, where I bring my content to serve people who are in relationships with addicts or alcoholics, or who have grown up in that dysfunctional situation, or have children that are in that situation. And what we do is we help people break free and learn exactly how to navigate addiction and break free from the codependent patterns that keep us stuck and struggling in our relationships. So this is really a place where my goal is to provide sanity for you. I know you feel like you're losing your mind, where I can help you uh, have peace and solace. And so and that, that in strategy, most importantly, you know, you gotta, you have to know what to do. So if at any time you're curious about how I can help you and the different things that we offer, go over to HeidiRain.com and check it out over there. And we have a, a lot of programs too, really flagship programs, but many, many opportunities to get involved in our coaching so that we can help you get started on the right path. So let's dive in. So I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened to me recently and how this message just went like a blazing light. So I have always loved to paint since I was young. Painting for me in my twenties, I found was something I just love to do. I just love to be creative. And, and, you know, I never took a class in college. I took art classes, but I never took a painting class. I just, um, just love to paint and I suck. Okay. This is not something that I am good at. This is not something that I want to put my art up on the walls. This is like, I paint for therapeutic processes and then I donate them or paint over the canvas or whatever. But there's something in me that had this idea, okay, and it involved art. 
Well, I know what I'm good at. I know I'm good at helping people. I know I'm awesome at coaching and speaking and, and communicating and helping you, you know, understand yourself and other people. Then like, so that's my like safe zone, you know, making these tutorial videos on dealing with addiction and codependency. Unsafe zone is let me throw something out into the universe that might suck and be terrible and risk all of that criticism and, and rejection that could potentially stem from that. But because I've done a lot of healing, you know, growing up in that dysfunctional environment and making a decision that I wasn't going to let other people's opinions cripple me anymore. And by the way, here's just a, a little thing for you to know that my motto is before I even let it on the other side of healing from codependency recovery, my motto is I only let criticism in if it meets one of the three C's or more than one of the three C's. And my three C's that I've come up with is number one, is it compassionate? Is it coming from a loving place? Is it coming from a place where, you know what? I see you and I have your best interest at heart. And I really believe that I have something uh, to share with you, but it's coming from this loving place, not from a place of condemnation. So is it compassionate over condemning? The second thing is, is it constructive? Is it something that's going to help me if I take it in, be a better human being, a better version of myself? Is more of me going to be let loose? So if it meets those two, we're in pretty good shape, right? If it's compassionate and it's constructive, great. We, we, we're on board. Now, this is not going to be, I don't like how you did your hair. I, I'm not loving this look on you. Uh, get to the point already. That's not that's not constructive for me, and nor is it compassionate at all whatsoever. So that kind of stuff, that criticism can roll right off, right? But the last piece is, and one of the probably the most important pieces is, criticism is earned or constructive feedback is earned because you're a client. You know, you're you're paying me or I'm paying you. There is a client exchange. And so I'm actually transactioning here to pay you for your opinion and your constructive feedback. Now, in that situation where you've paid me for constructive feedback or I've paid you for constructive feedback, let's go. But it still has to be compassionate and constructive. Okay. So that's my barometer to even listen to, to comments, to somebody having something to say. It goes to those three C filters, and now we're off to a start. So that you can take and take all the way home to the bank and just filter your criticism through that and say, well, does this criticism meet the other three Cs? And if it does, I'm willing to take it in. But let me tell you what how, how this came for me. It's <laughs> silly. So because I've always loved to paint and I have this idea, Go to, I go to this art class. I sign up for a class in West Palm Beach. There's this beautiful art school and it's, it's, it's so, and I'm like nervous as hell. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go take an art class. It's like a five week series. There's this master artist that's in from wherever, you know, locally or abroad, whatever. And they're going to come in and they're going to teach. And it was a mixed media class for beginners. Now I'm in the middle of this class. I've been to two classes already. So I've got the tea for you, honey, to share what went down. So I go in because I have this idea. My idea is I want to take want to take bags, okay? Bags that are like nice bags, right? Nice bags. This bag happens to be like some kind of Italian bag. I don't know. Like uh, there's these other like, you know, like old Gucci bags or old leather bags, old Louis Vuitton, and just splatter shit or write stuff on them and kind of be like a big middle finger to like, you know, this is not a new thing. I know a lot of people do this, but I wanted to like cut it up and 
words on old leather bags or use Louis Vuitton canvas and paint stuff and paint like, you know, nothing to prove. That was like the prototype, right? This whole idea came from, I'm trying to look over here to see if I have it over here in some of my other, but uh, there's a canvas that says nothing to prove on it. So that was the idea. So anyway, I go into class, I talk about the idea and then I'm like, well, the bags might be too hard. So let me do jackets. So I, I put out Louis Vuitton canvas and I put it on the back of my jean jacket. This is a little pink jean jacket. I think this is super cool. Don't mind the white, that's just chalk, okay? And it says enough. Now on top of that, I was gonna like splatter paint. All right, like fabric paint, just like splatter, splatter, splatter. So I, I'm talking to my art teacher. She's looking at the jean jacket. We've got this situation over here. And she goes, is this, this what you're doing? This what you want to do? This, this letter, this just, this words, and you like this font, and this is, this is what you want to do? And I said, well, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I like the concept. I like the idea of like the middle finger. She goes, no, I, I see, I see. It's just, you are not a boring person. And this is, or you're not a predictable person. And this, this is very predictable. Everybody does this. What are you going to do on top of this letter? I said, I'm going to splatter paint. She said, oh, you're going to splatter paint. Okay. Everybody splatter paint. A five-year-old can splatter paint. You know, why the splatter of the paint on the jacket? This is not interesting. There's nothing interesting about this. And so all of a sudden, sitting there and I'm like wow I think it's interesting you know I mean I had this like idea you know but what she was saying to me is it's predictable it's there's nothing art about it there's nothing mysterious about it it's just a word on the back of a jacket that's like obvious and for her art is less obvious and now before I was preparing for this class okay so then let me tell you one more thing so then I said to her you know, what else can we work on? What else can we discover in the class and work together? And you leave here with skills and knowing something. And I said, well, you know, I always love to paint like trees and sky and grass. And I always find myself painting trees. I just love what they represent, the life, the earth, the roots. A lot of my program is based upon the roots of trees. And I use that analogy a lot. And and I knew I was going to want to paint trees at some point. So Doug and I, my husband, went to Michael's is now up until this point i'm buying like artist loft paint by the way i had a trunk full and she was like please bring your paints but bring good paints i'll help you with any idea but the quality matters and if you have artist loft this is nobody over eight years old should have artist loft paint nobody so i'm like oh shit i got like a big trunk so i go okay we go to michael's and i say doug I need a fan brush because I'm going to do trees, you know, I'm going to do trees. I'm going to do grass. I'm going to do sky, you know, not, you got to have a fan brush. if You're going to do trees. So I'm back in the art class. Now I've got my fan brush. I've got my paints. I've got all the things. And I say to her, well, maybe we can paint some trees. And she said, you know, who? what is this? You pick the hardest thing in the world to paint three of the hardest things. What is sky? What is a tree? What is a blade of grass? And I'm like, oh my God. She goes, you know who ruined it for everybody? And I like him, but he, he, he terribly ruined it. It's Bob Ross. And he think everybody wants to be an artist. They think you just need a fan brush. Me grabs fan brush, slowly puts it behind my back. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> like, oh my God, I know nothing. 
So I'm at a crossroads in this moment. You know, I'm all fresh out of ideas. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to do the tree or I'm going to do the jacket or I'm going to splatter the paint on this and it's going to be really cool. And, or I'm going to paint the bags and I'm going to make them like an FU, you know, to like brand names or whatever. And I, and I have my ideas that I think are solid ideas. And then I get in class and I find out these are not great ideas. Now, yes, it's by her standard, but then I go through the three C's. And I say, is it compassionate? Now, even though she's a little rough around the edges, what she said to me was, you know, I looked at your website. I see what you do. So I know I can talk to you this way and cut through the shit and get to the message quicker because that's how you do. So I was like, you got me there. You got me there. I don't have a lot of time. I don't put a lot of peanut butter on the pills that I give people. I do not give a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down and neither do you. Okay, sister, I see you. So number one, that lined up with me. And I figured that, is it compassionate? Yes, in her way, it is compassionate because she's going the most direct path to penetrate me. It's not for everybody. Just like my kind of constructive uh, advice isn't for everybody either. My idea of compassion might be different than somebody who just, you know, to this, I'm more like a slap and soothe. You know, my supervisor, when I worked at the treatment center, uh, and taught there for for ten years. Called me the slap and soothe queen. Like you know, you just hit him, and then but it's okay. You know, here's here's the hard stuff, but it's okay. So that's how she was too, because she was saying to me, "I don't want you to stop with this idea. You have a beginning of a good idea, but don't stop with it here. It's bigger than what you're thinking it is." And that was the second C. I realized, you know what? It's constructive. And I don't have to start to shrink down. I don't have to start to feel embarrassed. I don't have to tell that old story that turns seven years old, like we do in codependency recovery, where we go, oh my God, you don't like my stuff. This isn't, you know, I'm in the wrong place. I don't belong here. I'm not an artist. What am I thinking? What am I doing here? I could go right back into that old behavior, or I could say, well, it's meaning two of the C's already. And then the third C was, is this a client? Yes, I paid her. I am her client. And so I am actually invested in getting this feedback, though sometimes it's hard to hear. And I know sometimes when people want to come in for coaching, they're afraid of that. They're like, I don't know if I want that. I don't want to be told I'm doing the wrong thing. I don't want to know if I'm doing the wrong thing. Um, I don't know. I'm afraid to like say the thing. I, I promise you, this is where magic happens. Because after I had that moment when I she left and went to another student, I sat there and thought, well, what am I doing? Is there a bigger idea here? And I'm going to tell you, in the midst of that moment, rose up my true genius within me, and the idea became 10 times bigger. And I realized in that moment what type of an artist I really was, what type of art I really wanted to create, and how I was going to go about learning how to create that type of art, which is counterculture art, rebel art. Um, I, I, I found all this out within the course of a half an hour, just sitting with the feedback that she gave me. It's a post-impressionistic pop rebel counterculture. And I'm excited about it now. And I know I don't know anything, but I at least know the direction I'm going to go in. And so then I brought this here with you and I want to circle back to you. And I want you to think about the thing that you're dealing with right now this codependency recovery, this addiction in your family dynamic or recovering from toxic relationships that you've been in. And you know, there's something more in there for you. You know what type of love you want to have. And, and you might even say, well, I'm not great at love or I'm not great at relationships or I'm great at other relationships except for this one. And that was the same story of me with art. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You've got to be willing 
to run that through the three C's and say, is it compassionate? Is it constructive? And is it, am I a client? And ask yourself, where am I willing to be brave enough to invest in somebody to get the feedback that I need that could take me to the next level? I trust this artist. I trust her opinion. I knew she was on because when I let that simmer down, I came to a greater understanding. And I can't tell you how many times I get emails from my clients after we have a hard conversation or we have this constructive feedback where I would say to the client, you know, I just don't think that's it. I think there's something else here. I think there's something more. Look at it, journal with it, sit with it, go deeper with it. And they come back and go, I had the breakthrough. I know what it is. And so that's, this artist did me such a favor, this art teacher. She didn't want me to just to come to class and work on my little project. Okay. She didn't want me to come to class and work on my little jacket, although I'm still going to not abandon this. I'm still going to do this and wear it. Um, she wanted more for me. She wanted me to leave that class with an, a, a bigger picture, a, a, a desire in my heart to go further than this five weeks, right? Not just leave with a jacket. Here's my project. Here's my home ec, uh crocheted shit I made, you know, she wanted me to leave going deeper and knowing more. And that's the same thing I want from my students and my clients that come to me is I know you're going to come in and want to learn how to deal with this specific situation. And that's what you think you're going to get. And you will get that. And you will leave knowing exactly what to do in that situation. But my desire for you is to go so much deeper into your fullest potential, into everything that's available and waiting for you so that on the other side, you can be more of who you 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 ever even imagined when you came in. When you come in with one idea of who you are and you leave with such a bigger idea of who you are and all the possibilities unlock and we see what's really available to you. Beyond this codependency, shrinking, playing small, being stuck down is this bigness, this big idea, this inspiration that's anything but predictable and boring, that's exciting and, and longs to be seen and longs to be experienced by you at the end of the day. And so I'm excited. I have a renewed energy about creation and I want the same for you. If you're interested in that, go over to HeidiRain.com and send me a message or request more information and we can talk about how we we can deepen our connection from there and go on to big, big things. I love you. I'll see you really soon. Take excellent care.